So today I'm going to share with you what your new IT company should be doing after you've onboarded with them. I'm going to discuss how we do this at M3 Networks. I'm Mark Riddell and this is the TechSess Podcast. We publish a new episode every Wednesday packed full of IT and cybersecurity advice to help businesses like yours to make the right decisions and get the best from your technology investment. Make sure to follow TechSess on your favourite podcast player to ensure you don't miss future episodes. So we're picking up from the day that you're onboarded with your new IT company and what the next 30, 60 and 90 days should look like. Last week, I talked about the onboarding process and how you want this to be slick. And if you've chosen the right IT company, then it's going to have hopefully gone well. It's going to have been a real painless process for you. And you're now at the point where you're on board with the services and support from your new IT provider. Now, if they've got the onboarding process nice and slick, you'd expect that that is going to continue now that you're a customer. So the next kind of 30, 60, 90 days, they should have another process for what they do when they start working with a new customer. So they've got you on board. They are now responsible for your IT support and all your other managed services and stuff. What happens next? Because it shouldn't just stop there, right? Because you didn't decide to work with your new IT provider just because they're going to provide IT support and services. You chose them probably for lots of other reasons in that you want them to come to the table with some ideas about how they can make things better, some IT strategy and things. So we're going to talk about what should happen after you've come on board with your new IT provider. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through our onboarding guide that we send to customers after we've onboarded them. And we'll talk about what that looks like and what you can expect to happen. The first thing that we do is we introduce ourselves Hello. to your team and your staff. Now, you might have told them that you're going to be changing IT provider, but you probably haven't given them much more information beyond that. It's really our job to make sure that your staff understand who we are, what we do, what they can come to expect from us and what things are going to change, what they're going to see different. The first thing that we actually tell your staff about is what are they going to notice? What's the first differences they're going to see? And the first thing they're going to notice is going to be different icons on the taskbar because your previous IT company might have been using similar support software to us. Chances are it wasn't the same. So they're going to see some new icons down in the taskbar in the bottom right. And two main ones would be our IT support agent, which is then just the M3 Networks logo, the circular part of our logo, as well as our endpoint security product that we've installed. Now, as you've probably come to understand, if you've listened to me talking enough, it's really important that users are aware of things that change in their computer because changes can sometimes mean that, well, is it a malicious piece of software that's installed or whatnot? So you'd expect staff to pick up on stuff that they used to see and that are now looks a little bit different or something's missing or something new has been added to their computer. And they'll know this anyway because we'd have gone through the onboarding of this software with them. They need to know what's changed and any other impacts that it's going to have on them as the user. And the next thing will be weekly updates and maintenance. 
We all know that keeping devices up to date with the latest updates is critical to preventing attacks on your machine and on the network. We run our weekly maintenance on a Wednesday night. Now this may or may not be something that you're getting from your previous company. They might have been doing something like this, but it might not have been as extensive or you just might not have known about it. So it's really important that staff know when this is going to happen and how it's going to happen. So this is an automated maintenance evening. It happens on a Wednesday night and all of the machines that we support for you, you get a little pop-up on the desktop between four and five in the afternoon to say, hey, it's maintenance night tonight. So it's really important that you leave your computer on so that we can run the maintenance. The maintenance doesn't really start to about 6.30, but we will tell people things like, make sure you save any work, close any files. You can log off or lock your screen, but you know, don't shut the computer down and, you know, and make sure that your computer is going to have an internet connection and power through the night. Now that's really important because if you're using a laptop and it's on battery and it dies halfway through the maintenance, then of course you're going to lose half the maintenance that happens. And then the next thing that's really important for your team to know is how do they get support? So how should they get help when they're having a problem? We have all of this on an onboarding guide. So I'm just kind of pulling out some of the key things that you'd expect to see happen immediately. There's no point having an IT support company if people don't know how to get support. Now, if you're in a really smaller business, then this is quite easy because you could get everyone around the room and you could walk through this document. But for some of the larger businesses that we work with, how do you get the information to all of your teams so that they all know how to get support? Now, of course, you'll get people that will become the IT experts in your business and people might ask them. But we want to make sure that everyone in the team of the new customer that we're onboarding knows how to get support. So explaining how to raise a ticket. We do this with screenshots and some written instructions how to do this. People can raise tickets via the support agent on their machine by emailing us or by phoning us. And then we explain what the ticket process is. So how we log tickets, the expected response time, our help desk process, because we operate a tiered process in our help desk. So tier one, tier two, tier three. Tier one providing initial support and then escalating up the tiers as necessary, depending on the problem. Some issues might go straight to a tier three, like a network outage, but typically most issues will come in at tier one and then be allocated and assigned a priority based on what the problem is. Then we'll explain what happens once a ticket is closed, talking about our customer satisfaction and the feedback system that we have built into our help desk. And then some best practice on raising tickets, like providing us with lots of detail, ensuring that you include the right contact numbers for us to get back in touch with you. Quite often when it comes to IT support, there's some great areas over, well, what's included and what's not included. So we make sure that people understand the areas that are out of scope of things that we would handle. So for example, you know, we don't do websites, alarm intruder systems, CCTV systems. These are not areas of speciality that we get involved with. Yes, we understand them. Sometimes they are, they are devices on your IT network, but understanding that we can help with these things and provide third-party support and speak to the other companies that are involved, but just understanding kind of what it is we actually do and what it is that we don't do. And then we include information on all of the products and services that the company or the company that you're working for 
is taken out from us. And we also include information, some of the other things that we do, just so that you're aware of all of the services that we can provide. And then the final thing that we have in our onboarding guide is an FAQ. So asking some of the typical questions we might be asked, such as, how long does it take to hear back from you after a raise a ticket? What are your opening hours? If I forget to leave my machine on a Wednesday night, what will happen if we miss the maintenance night? And can I just call the help desk instead of having to raise a ticket? These kind of things and a few more that we include in the FAQs. Moving beyond the initial onboarding and the onboarding guide and making sure that your staff understand who we are, how to get help, what services we're providing, what is the next thing that you can expect to happen after you're on board with a new IT company, specifically talking about M3 Networks here, of course. <laughs> what you'd expect to happen is to have a few more meetings after this, because whilst we get up to speed very, very quickly when we're working with a new customer, it still does take a little bit of time for us to be able to kind of find our feet and then be able to come back to you with things that we'd recommend. The other thing that we're very conscious of is that you don't want to change things too quickly or you don't want to change too many things too quickly in IT. Because yes, when you move to a new IT company, it's very easy to kind of get too excited about going, well, I've got a new IT company. I feel like they're a better fit for my business and they can help me with loads of stuff. And it's very easy to kind of want to run off and change loads of stuff. But when you change loads of stuff, sometimes you know, things can go wrong because you did it too quickly. You didn't actually plan it. And you can also alienate your team because too many things have changed and humans, we don't like change. We want things to stay the same for as long as possible. And changing stuff when it comes to IT can be really frustrating for users, especially when they come in and they don't know what they're doing things because we hastily change things. So sometimes we have to push back. Sometimes we have to push back quite hard with some customers to say, look, slow down a little bit. I know there's lots of stuff we want to change. However, if we do all these things, you're not going to like it because you're going to come in on Monday morning, lots of stuff's going to have changed. Your staff are going to be moaning about it. And the whole looking at the shiny thing of going, yes, it's all great. We're going to change it. Suddenly that's kind of faded quite, quite quickly once you realize it's now actually not nice and shiny as what you thought it was going to be before you did it. The thing we get asked for most after we've onboarded a customer is a roadmap. People usually want to see some sort of plan of action as to what do we recommend, what things do you want to change, what things do you want to improve. The first things we look for are what are the problems or potential problems. So we might see something that we think might cause you a problem in the short to near term. We think, look, we need to fix that. It can either be fixed through us spending some time doing some reconfiguration. It might be fixed by you having to put your hand in your pocket and spend some money on hardware. But typically we are looking for, right, what's the quick wins that we can kind of fix here to get things to where we want them to be? Because if you've listened to me talking previously, you might have heard me say things like the IT industry is unregulated. Every IT company will do things differently. And that's true. Just because we want to do things differently doesn't mean it's been done wrong in the past, but it's important that your network is set up in a way that your new provider is comfortable. And what's really important is that they are able to support the new network in a way that they understand it. 
and that might mean making some changes. Now, if the changes are changes just because they want to make the changes, then there needs to be a discussion about what's the business benefit of doing it. Like, for example, I've had conversations where people will look at their comms room. In fact, the episode over Christmas about Snake's Wedding is exactly this, where people were like, yeah, we'd like to get the comms room or the network cabinet tidied up a bit. And I'm like, okay, we can do that, but it might take us two or three days and that's got a cost. What is the benefit to your business of us tidying that up? It's going to look better. It's going to be easier to troubleshoot in the future. But if you'd look at the cost of it compared to what the benefit you're going to get, it's not going to improve your business. So is that really a worthwhile spend of money? Or is there somewhere else that we can spend that money and actually get a benefit that you will actually see? So for us, it's never technology for technology's sake or doing something because we want to do it, there has to be a business case for the customer that's either going to solve a problem that they're having, prevent a problem, make an improvement somewhere in their business, or give them some new features that they didn't previously have. Now, when that roadmap comes to be discussed, can depend, can be very quick, or it's something that can be developed over the first kind of 30, 60 days. We're definitely going to arrange to have an initial QBR or quarterly business review. Now, sometimes these aren't all quarterly, but we always just call them QBRs because it's like a nice, easy thing to say. But having a regular review meeting, and we're going to have that with your account manager, and that's going to happen fairly quickly as part of the onboarding process so that you get to know your account manager, what they're there for, how they're going to help you, and they work together. They are going to be the person that comes back to discuss the roadmap and what we suggest going forward and the improvements that we're going to make. Because there definitely will be changes, let's be honest. I mean, you're unlikely to move to a new IT company and they're not going to be able to come up with some sort of roadmap on how they can make things better for you. Like I said earlier, I've never been in a situation where we took on a new customer and just went, yeah, everything's great. We don't have any recommendations or changes. There always is. So one of the other things that we're going to do when we bring on a new customer is we're going to kind of evaluate the security that they have in place. In particular, we're going to look at Office 365 because we know that most businesses still don't have backup for their Office 365 and a lot of businesses still don't have multi-factor authentication enabled for the users. These are two quite quick wins that we can set up very, very quickly. They're very low cost as well. So there's not really many barriers to just getting on and doing it. So we can improve the security, and we can improve the reliability and robustness of your email data and your SharePoint and Teams data by making sure that your Office 365 is backed up securely. So if you'd like to have a chat about this or any other aspect of your IT, if you head over to m3networks.co.uk forward slash meetmark, you can book a free call in my diary and we can have a chat. Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk.